On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. But today I wanted to look at a topic surrounding the Colts, um, a topic we have not yet talked about. But I want today to look at five Indianapolis Colts who I believe are going to have better 2020 seasons than they had in 2019. Now, This doesn't necessarily mean that they had bad seasons in 2019. It just means that, in my personal opinion, I think that they are going to have a better 2020 season than in 2019. Now, this could include guys who were on the Colts last year, who I feel like are going to take a step forward, or new additions, because the Colts did add a bunch of new guys onto their roster. And so I want to start here with a couple honorable mentions before we get into our top five lists. Uh, The first guy I got here is Xavier Rhodes. He's a guy that was brought over after playing in Minnesota his entire career. A guy who a couple years ago, he was a first team all pro, but the last two seasons, especially 2019, weren't too kind to Xavier Rhodes. But the Colts feel like he has a chip on his shoulder. They feel like he can shake off that kind of ugly performance last year and get back to his potential all pro form. Now he is a guy that's getting closer to 30. Um, So there's a lot of question marks around this, which is why I don't have him on the list, because for me, it could be kind of a boomer bust. He could be what the Colts think he could be, or he could also kind of fizzle out at that corner position. Plus, there's also some younger guys who, if he does indeed fizzle out, can kind of take his spot. But he is makes the honorable mention list for me. Um, Another guy that I have here for my honorable mentions is Bobby Okariki, uh, the second year Stanford linebacker. Now the reason I don't have him on this list is because I feel like he already had a pretty solid season in year one. I mean, he started in eight of 16 games. He played all 16 games. He has 65 tackles. He added a sack, two tackles for loss, uh, two passes defended, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery. He was just all over the field. And I know stats didn't tell the whole story of how effective Bobby Okariki was last year, but he was a force at linebacker. And it'll certainly be interesting to see if he uh, potentially he's going to compete for that Mike linebacker position with Anthony Walker. It'll be interesting to see if he indeed takes that. I know there were some rumors of that last year and then ultimately Walker won the spot and Okariki had to play more of the Sam linebacker, but Regardless, I feel like Okariki now, uh, now that he has a position, whether that is Mike or Sam, will have a, have a chance now to have a full 16-game starting season under his belt. And so for me, he makes the honorable mention list, but just outside the top five for me because I believe he already had, like I said earlier, a pretty solid rookie campaign. So I want to move now to my number five, and I'm going to go Rocky Asin, another draft pick from 2019. He was actually the Colts' first selection in that draft. They, they didn't have a first-round pick. They traded out of the first round, nabbed Rocky in there at 34th overall. He was a guy that had kind of a rocky start to his season. Um, you can highlight some of those games, some of those rookie struggles that he had. You know, Obviously, the Denver game with all those penalties. But he really kind of solidified himself after that at the back end of the season. I thought he was playing very well, playing like a top 15, top 20 corner in the league. And, you know, throwing in now 
more experience. I mean, he was coming out of Temple, which isn't, you know, the most pro-ready uh, college right away. And obviously, it's already hard enough for guys coming out of college, especially at the cornerback position, one of the hardest positions in sports. But I think Rocky Sin, especially with the Colts, you know, cutting ties with Pierre Desir, I think they have faith in Rocky Sin and have faith in what they saw at the end of the 2019 season and feel like he can take the next step. I know he's a guy that thrives in man coverage. And so maybe the Colts trust him more on an island with some of those number one receivers. But it'll certainly be interesting now to see, you know, what did Rocky Sin take, the good and the bad, from his 2019 season. We know he's a hard worker. We know he's a tough player. But what can he improve on? And what has he, you know, he been talking about with Jonathan Gannon, the defensive backs coach? What have they been discussing on how Rocky Sin can ascend his game to the next level? I certainly think he has an opportunity to do that. He only got one interception this last year. I feel like he could get multiple interceptions this next year. And especially if Xavier Rhodes, who I already talked about, if he doesn't work out, there you go, Rocky Sin. You're the number one corner then. So for me, overall, I think Rocky Sin has a chance to advance his game. And, and certainly what we saw at the back half of the 2019 season would certainly indicate that he's a rising player in this Colts secondary. So he makes number five for me. Now moving on to number four, this is a guy who seems like there's all these guys that are second-round picks that are on this list. Uh, there's a reason they were taken in the second round. This guy was no different. Paris Campbell drafted last year in the second round as well. Um, he's a guy that unfortunately dealt with the injury bug a lot last year. Um, he only played in seven games, and so more often than not last year, he was banged up. He missed a lot of time. But when he was on the field and when he was getting targets and when he had the ball in his hands – I mean, he was effective. I mean, there was a reason why he was the fastest wide receiver in that 2019 draft. It's because he's effective. And I mean, he's a guy that, you know, didn't obviously get a ton of receptions, only 18, but he had 127 yards. And you throw back to, I know I always reference this, but you throw back to that Pittsburgh game. I mean, he got the ball in his hands and he was electric and he was making plays for the Colts. He had over 100 scrimmage yards that game. So I feel like if Paris Campbell now, can get his body right and more acclimated to the NFL level, which it seems like he is from all accounts, especially with the addition of a guy like Phillip Rivers, Michael Pittman to take some of the pressure off, getting Paris Campbell more in the slot. I know that's something Frank Reich talked about they want to do more of. So I feel like overall, this is a chance for Paris Campbell to just get the ball in his hands and go make a play. And so certainly feel like he didn't do a ton in 2019. So he has a really good chance here to ascend and, you know, even if he doesn't have a fantastic season, it's got to be better than what he did last year. So overall, I think Paris Campbell's a solid choice here for me um, at number four. Now moving on to number three, um, a lot of these guys are on offense, it seems like. So I'm going to go number three here. It's going to be Naheem Hines, without a doubt, uh, the former fourth round pick in 2018. He's a guy that's been more known for his catching prowess than his running prowess, and he's not really going to need to run it because the Colts obviously drafted Jonathan Taylor, and they still have Marlon Mack. But you throw in a guy like Hines, who, who played some slot receiver when he was at NC State, and then he came to the Colts in 2018, and overall he had one of the better receiving uh, years from a, a rookie running back. I mean, Saquon Barkley obviously is fantastic, but you look at Naheem Hines in that year, and, I mean, he was pretty, pretty effective. I mean, he had 63 catches, 425 yards. So he was a guy that overall he can do a lot of things for you, and especially now since we know how crowded that Colts backfield is going to be. Maybe he goes back to what he did at NC State a little bit more 
and just plays more slot receiver, you know, just plays more of that. Just getting the ball in his hands, the RPO game Frank Reich talked about. And, and we know also, you know, Phillip Rivers, a new addition, the new quarterback, how much he loves running backs kind of like Naheem Hines. You know, those guys who are receiving threats out of the backfield. I mean, you just look at some of the guys that he's had. You know, Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead. More recently, Austin Eckler had 90 catches last year. So that all translates really well to what Naheem Hines potentially could do here in 2020. And he's a guy that we felt like, especially last year, was criminally underused by the Colts offense and the Colts personnel. Um, I mean, he went from, you look at it, he went from 63 catches to only 44 catches. And also, Hines can add something a little bit different. Yeah, he's a good receiving back, but he also now showed at the end of the year, he can also add some help on special teams. I mean, he was a guy that was absolutely fantastic and electric at the end of the year, the punt return game. He's certainly one of the, you know, one of the fastest players on the Colts. I mean, it's kind of funny. You talk about Paris Campbell being the fastest guy of the receiver group in 2019. And then you look at a guy like Naheem Hines, the fastest running back of anybody in the draft in 2018. So the Colts got a lot of speed on their side. Certainly feel like Naheem Hines is a, a really prime candidate to break out, a prime candidate to definitely eclipse all that he's done, especially, you know, even last year, really building upon that and having a lot better stats-wise season in 2020 than in 2019. So let me move now to number two. I got to say my number two guy undoubtedly has got to be T.Y. Hilton. I mean, this is a guy that you look, he's been an Ironman for the Colts until last year. Last year, he only played in 10 games and uh, certainly was the least amount of games that T.Y. Hilton's played in his entire career with the Colts. He only had 500 yards, which is the lowest he's ever had. Five touchdowns, um, which is, you know, right on par with the lowest that he's ever had. Uh, so overall, I feel like this is the thing where T.Y. Hilton throughout his career, he's never had help at the number two wide receiver position, never had a counterpart to kind of take the pressure off of him, if you will. But now you throw in the addition of Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, who we already talked about, Zach Paschal, who also had a pretty darn good 2019 season. I was tempted to put Zach Paschal on this list, but I think just the log jam at wide receiver may not serve his stats that much. It may not sway it that much as a, opposed to a guy like Paris Campbell or a guy like T.Y. Hilton. Uh, so that's why I have T.Y. Hilton on this list, because he had one of statistically his worst season as a Colts player since he was drafted in 2012. With the addition of Phillip Rivers, now a guy who likes to chuck it down the field, we know T.Y. Hilton's game. You know, yeah, he's a really good route runner. He can get open, but he loves that go route, right? He loves being able to outrun all the defenders. I mean, that is... If you think of T.Y. Hilton in one play, that's the play that you think of right there. So for me overall, uh, I've got to go T.Y. Hilton here at two. For number one for me, though, uh, I, th I think you guys can kind of guess it. I've already kind of alluded to it a little bit. But number one for me undoubtedly has to be Phillip Rivers. And th there's a lot of reasons for this. First off, he had statistically one of his worst seasons in terms of quarterback rating, you know, touchdown to interception ratio. And also his team was just absolutely awful, 5-11 and 11 last year, as opposed to even the year before when they went 12-4. and four. You know, Phillip Rivers, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, obviously not good at all by any standards, by any metric. But he's a guy that, like I said, likes to throw the ball down the field. I mean, he had, a, he had 4,615 yards, 
So he's a guy that knows how to chuck it. And I think, you know, with T.Y. Hilton hopefully coming back healthy, you know, you also think about, you know, Paris Campbell, you think about the running backs, you think about Michael Pittman, you think about the tight ends, you think about the offensive line, which Philip Rivers did not have with the Chargers. All those things factor in. And also, you know, you throw in Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator. I mean, all these connections, I feel like, are going to help Philip Rivers cut down on some of those turnovers. Because you look at a lot of those turnovers that he had in 2019, I mean, pretty much a good majority of them were when his team was behind and he was trying to make a play and help them come back and help them win. You know, it's kind of interesting because I kind of referenced it a little bit to Andrew Luck before uh, he really had any help, right? He had to make a play. And we saw the interceptions, the turnovers, they went up because Andrew Luck felt like, if I don't make a play here, my team is not going to win. And more often than not, uh, Andrew Luck would do it. And obviously, Andrew Luck uh, obviously will, is a lot more athletic and was a lot more younger and, and all those factors than the Phillip Rivers now, especially a very immobile quarterback. So you're throwing a guy like Philip Rivers in there trying to make him do what Andrew Luck had to do. I mean, it's not going to work, obviously. you got to give Philip Rivers some help, especially at, at 37 at the time, now going to be 38. So for me, you have one of the best running attacks in the league now, especially with the addition of Jonathan Taylor, should elevate that group. And, you know, Effective-wise, should be maybe, you know, one of the top groups in the league. So for me, I think Philip Rivers undoubtedly is a number one. I mean, he's got a good, solid foundation around him. He's got an offensive line to protect him, and he's not going to be asked to do everything. And he also is familiar with the system, which I think is going to serve him very well, especially, you know, obviously with coronavirus and not being able to be physically with teammates. But fortunately now it looks like Philip Rivers has been throwing with some of his receivers, which will definitely start serving them well. But for me, I got to think Philip Rivers is a guy – who definitely is going to have a better 2020 season than 2019. Uh, I think the passing yards will still be there. I think the touchdowns will still be there. Hopefully the interceptions will taper off a little bit. And I think they will with Phillip Rivers not being asked to go win every single game from the Colts. Cause I don't think the Colts are going to be behind as much as the Chargers were last year. So that's my list for the top five, I guess technically you could say top seven Indianapolis Colts, who I believe will have a better 2020 season than they did in 2019. What do you guys think of my list? I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm sure there are plenty of other players who I could have included on this list. Let me know in the comments who you think will have a better 2020 season than 2019. All right, that'll do it for this podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Colts.